Most entrepreneurs waste an insane amount of time trying to build their business. They are online 24-7, sacrificing their private life and burning out in the process. This is going to end right now. Welcome to the Content Lounge Podcast. I'm your host, Virginia Reassis. I'm a serial entrepreneur, copywriter, business coach, and recovered workaholic. I know what it takes to go from burnt out and overwhelmed to building a six-figure business, posting only once a week and working less than five hours per day. My secret? Cutting out all the crap that doesn't move the needle forward in your business and producing content that actually attracts clients and gets you paid while living your best life. Want to create a business and a life you love? Sit back, relax, and let your content do the work for you. Today, I have a really special guest on the show. Her name is Shirley Mossad, and you probably know her on Instagram already. She is the queen of reels. She is an absolutely incredible coach, mother, friend, and I am so excited to bring her to the show today to talk about all things reels, business building, and more. Hello, hello, and I'm so happy to have you here. Hello, Virginia. Thank you so, so much for the very warm introduction. I'm so happy to be here. (laughs) Well, we're really excited that you're on the show and that we get to learn from you and talk to you today. I've already teasered a little bit that you are incredible when it comes to Reels and Instagram in general. You already build such a big audience. I would love to hear from you just like what got you started in this journey and yeah. So I actually have a pharmacist background. I studied pharmacy, went to into community pharmacy, so retail pharmacy, and then I went into corporate pharmacy where I was on the other side of the marketing team reviewing their marketing materials that they would show to doctors and I would tell them whether something was, you know, scientifically sound or what they had to change in order to make it, you know, good to go. And that's where I found my love for marketing. And then I had three children back to back. And during that third maternity leave, a couple of friends of mine said to me, why don't you manage our social media accounts? They were interior designers. And they said, we will employ you and you can manage our social media accounts. And I said, I have no, you know, specific social media experience. And they said, we just see you as the perfect fit. And so I accepted and I upskilled. I did a few courses and I, you know, did my research and I started to manage these accounts and they started to not only grow, but they were getting inquiries and they were, you know, getting bookings and people were DMing them. And that's when I thought, hang on, maybe there's, you know, something here for me. And so it was the end of my, actually, no, as soon as my daughter was born, my last child, she she was three months old. I thought, I'm not going to go back to work. I'm going to start a business <laughs> and I'm going to be doing social media marketing because this is what I love best. I found my passion. And so I went into social media management, managed a few accounts for a couple of years, and then I realized that I was doing a lot of coaching for many of my clients while I was managing their accounts. 
And that's when I found my love for coaching. And I thought, well, why don't I, you know, collide these two worlds and become a social media coach? So I did some more upskilling and I started to take on -on one-on-one clients and coach them. And that's where I found that I was talking to people who were passionate about creating their own content and stepping into their authority as a service provider and as a coach themselves online. And so, yeah, that was the sweet spot for me. And so teaching them how to create content themselves that would attract the right audience and get people to fall in love with them, essentially, that's what I loved doing because I loved seeing them get inquiries and DMs for people seeking after them. You know, I want to work with you, not I want this service done for me. It's I want to work with you. And then that's when I would be like, yep, our job here is done. Well, it's never done, but <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, that's that's how I got to where I am today. That's amazing. You, it's It's been such an organic journey for you of like, following the joy, following your passion, following the things that gave you life and energy and discover like being open to letting it grow super organically into your life. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so unlike me because I'm very risk averse. And so for me, it used to be, if it ain't broke, don't fix it kind of thing. And I was, you know, doing my nine to five. I had a very successful job. I had a very clear career progression that I was the I was on the journey of. And this just, you know, threw a beautiful spanner in the works and made me rethink my whole way of thinking. Well, maybe just because everything is going okay, maybe it can be so much better and I can fulfill my purpose and my why while serving myself and my family as well because at the end of the day it's about serving the people that we serve you know on the outside our clients and you know our community but it's also about serving ourselves our lives and our family oh I want to shout this from the rooftops because this is a (laughs) a realization that I wish more people would make where they will start their business maybe and then they're like well you know, things are okay. Like I only work like five hours a day and I'm like, okay, but how are you like, just because you work five hours a day and you're not a workaholic anymore, that's really cool. But how are you filling the other eight hours that you're awake? Are you filling them with things that actually bring you joy and pleasure and happiness? Or are you chained to your thoughts about your business and feeling guilty when you log off? And like, it's okay to only work five hours a day, but what, like the other part, like it could be so much better. Yeah. I could be sitting here watching TV and in my head, I'm working, (laughs) planning out my next, my (laughs) next move. And that was something that I definitely needed to work on because when you are so passionate about what you do and when you are, you know, so passionate about bringing more and more to the table and giving people more options for how they can join your world, you do at the beginning get caught up in this whirlwind of, you know, which offer next. But I've learned over time that it's not about having, you know, 600 offers. It's about having the right offers that are structured correctly so that not only you're not, you know, burning yourself out and working 24-7, but you're actually serving people correctly and, you know, giving them that full transformation 
at different steps. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And I, I love that you mentioned that whirlwind. That, that is something that is happening a lot in our industry where it's like masterclass after masterclass, yeah. masterclass and so on. So what kind of offers have, have you created in your business that have worked for you, not just in terms of like financially, but like energetically and for your clients as well? What are things that you're super proud that you've built? So the first thing I would say that has absolutely changed my life and the people that I serve lives is the membership that I've created. So this has allowed me to serve so many people at the one given time. They've all got the same goal. They're all in the one community. You know, I'm I'm in there every day and I'm excited to get in there every day and answer their questions and coach them. And so that has been something that has been so, so life-changing. Obviously, from a practical financial perspective, it does provide recurring, you know, monthly recurring revenue. So that's always a bonus. But I mean, the fact that I can provide such big in- impact for my beautiful clients and hold that space for them is amazing. And it's not the kind of work where it's intense, deep one-on-one coaching, which I can only do so much of, right? One person can only do so much of that one-on-one coaching. It's what they need, which is, you know, content marketing, but it's providing that coaching from a question and answer perspective. So what questions do they have? I'll answer their questions. I provide all of the content. And so that has been beautiful. From a masterclass or other offer perspective, I have a couple of digital products. So there is one particular one, Real Camera Confidence, that teaches you how to create talking head reels, so direct-to-camera reels. And this type of reel is so important to build authority and trust. And these things are essential, as you know, to make sales, whichever niche you're from. If people can't trust you, they don't feel safe to buy from you. And so it's giving them your voice and your face and your I get you perspective and then teaching them, hey, not only do I get you, I know what the actual problem is. This is the solution and guess what? I have an offer to solve that solution. And it's that problem-aware and trust-building content for Talking Head Reels that really makes a brand stand out from the next. And so that's why I created that offer. And then I've also got Selling on Story School, which is my most recent masterclass. And so there they're pretty much the offers that I have at the moment. And there will be a few more towards the end of this year. But like I said, I don't, I'm not here to get caught up in, in the offer after offer after offer for a quick dollar. Really, it's that genuine, okay, how am I going to help people experience the full transformation in a way that suits them? What are my people that are following me, my community, what are they actually ready for in this moment? Let's create offers around that and then let's see what else do they need. And it's about pacing ourselves as well. Yeah. I always say if this is your forever business, there is no rush. Yeah, like exactly. <laughs> and even if, and even when there is, it never ends. Exactly. I can tell you now. (laughs) Exactly. It's it's really about the ability to like keep just walking or keep swimming like a fish in the ocean. 
So the more you build your business around feeling like it's just water and you're just swimming like a fish, the yeah. more you can like create an environment where it feels the most natural. That's when yeah. like ease is happening and you start to exactly. like jump in the currents and going with the currents. It's like a fast yeah. track instead yeah. of like trying to knuckle yourself or muscle yes. yourself into a certain direction because that's what you feel like you have to do. And then you yeah. got to swim against the current and it's all super exhausting and draining. So exactly. And you end up spending all this time creating one offer that could very well, you know, go well, but it could have gone well a couple of months later as well. And you could have enjoyed the building process and not burnt yourself out and not neglected your family. <laughs> I love the awareness that you bring to the table. It's relatively rare for me to meet coaches who who have this much like self-awareness and also understanding of like the energetic components really maybe that's why I felt so drawn to invite you as well. Like we're, we were on yeah. the same wavelength there. How did you learn all of these things? So honestly, I believe that emotional intelligence is one thing that is irreplaceable when it comes to content creation and building your brand, whether online or outside of the online world. There is just something about being self-aware and emotionally intelligent that it can be taught but it is something that needs to be practiced and so I've spent my whole life my dad taught me emotional intelligence and I experienced things in life that made you need to question your own beliefs in order to reach a certain level of this self-awareness and emotional intelligence and I think my life has brought you know, experience after experience that has made me question, okay, where does this belief come from? Why am I feeling this way? Why do other people feel and think differently? And it's being able to see yourself relative to other people that makes you become yourself almost, like become your most authentic self. And I think when you reach, and no one ever reaches that level you know, in its entirety. It's a journey. But I do think that it really comes down to practicing self-awareness and emotional intelligence. And that's when you it comes naturally and you can read the room and read yourself, which is so, so important because if you can't do that for yourself, you will be doing and saying things that might have an impact on other people that you don't necessarily want it to have yes that's very true my god I love that and I love that it seems like you've learned this already since childhood that makes you like predestined to be a coach so I'm not Thank surprised you. that you've felt drawn towards that because that is a big part of coaching is when clients sometimes react emotionally or they feel like ah oh, this thing is like really big on on their mind it's because they lose that outside perspective of seeing themselves in the context of their surroundings and other people who yes. are taking responsibilities that aren't theirs to hold or they're taking, they're seeing other people or themselves in a place of like not having power when they actually do. And like they have this, this really narrow tunnel vision and opening that back up to have just the bigger picture and 
the awareness that it's not just all of your thoughts are true and all of your feelings are true. Sometimes you feel things that don't make sense in that moment and you know that rationally, but you also don't know what else to do with it. And those are really the moments where good coaching is like magical because it unlocks those moments to us and we're like, oh, okay, now I get it. Yes. That's what's going on. Yeah, so I I think emotionally intelligent and self-aware people make really good clients, but to be a good coach, not only do you need that level of self-awareness and emotional intelligence, you also need to regulate your own emotions. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) it's about like, okay, I see what's going on. I see why they feel that way. I see why I feel that way. Now I need to kind of step away, have my own moment and think, okay, I know why I feel this way. What is true in this moment and how can I work through my own feelings to be that coach that they need me to be? They don't need me as the human with all my emotions right now. They need me to coach them through whatever they're going through. Oh, oh my God. Come be my (laughs) (laughs) co-coach. Okay, done. (laughs) No, but that's that's actually the characteristics and the traits yeah. of a wildly impactful coach, right? It's yes. the, like self leadership in that in those moments. And I mean, coaching. I'm always so confused when I hear people say online, like, become a coach, build a coaching business. It's the easiest money you can make. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The business part is the the easy part. <laughs> like. Yeah, to like maybe real, like to to brick and mortar store where you have all this upfront yeah. investment. So yeah, okay, maybe if you're so with content, the business building part is a little bit easier. But yeah. holy heck, it's one of the hardest emotional labor jobs that you could possibly. Yes, do. yes. That's what happens behind the scenes is different to what is you know seen on the outside. Just because yeah. someone can build a coaching brand or business through their content, it does not make them a good coach. And I say this all the time, just because you're a good coach, so vice versa, just because you know you're a good nutrition coach, business coach, whatever it may be, it actually doesn't mean that you can create good content. Yeah. Or it works by a sustainable business structure. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I love it. And I mean, we all have different roles, right, in our life. And I think it's a very narrow focus to say, well, I'm a business coach or I'm a or I'm a nutrition coach. So like my business should just fly because I'm a good coach. Like, no, there is mm, more nuance exactly. to it. You're wearing multiple hats. You gotta make yep. sure you're putting a piece of your brain into every single hat that you're wearing yes. and the and and a piece of your heart and your effort and your energy and your intentions. Yep. Uh, yep. Okay. I'm I'm really curious. Becoming a coach for you, do you feel like it has changed how you're teaching your children? Or how you're hmm. supporting your children or raising your children? I think parenting and coaching have some similarities and some overlap, but I must say <laughs> Parenting is probably the most challenging role that I play. And the difference is here is that when I'm coaching, I know like I'm in my professional zone, right? Someone has paid me for a service. I am human to human, adult to adult coaching. 
when I'm coaching my children and parenting them, I'm in my comfort space. I am mum. And so it does differ slightly in that my emotions are probably less regulated at home. They shouldn't be. Obviously, this is something that, you know, we all need to work on as parents because we need to help them regulate their emotions. They don't know how to. And so when you're, you know, in your space of comfort and you lose that business or professional hat and you are the human in the position of authority as the parent, I guess you do lose a little bit of that inhibition and your emotions can be less regulated. And so that is why I will say that parenting is probably a little more challenging. Has coaching changed the way I parent? It's hard to say because my youngest, who is two now, I've been in business from when, you know, they were all very tiny. I had three kids who were three and under when I started the business. And so it's hard to say because the the hard parenting starts at around three. So maybe it has influenced how I parent and I just don't know what kind of, you know, parent I would have been without that coaching hat. Yeah. I definitely agree that there is a difference when you're talking from adult to adult and you're in a professional setting. It's much easier to regulate your emotions. Mm. I definitely think for, at least for me, I mean, my son was two when I started to coach. No, one when I started to build this business and really two when I started to embrace that coach role and to understand better how emotional regulation and how feelings, situations, thoughts, and so on, or reactions, how they all work together. And I definitely have changed dramatically how how I talk to my kids and what I point out. Yeah. And what... I make them notice or where I place their focus or how we talk about certain things. So, and, and that actually gave me a little bit more power back in terms of like, I felt, I felt less like crazy mom and more like, Oh, okay. I see what's going on. You're having a really hard time. And that's why you are having the tantrum has nothing to do with me. And before that, it felt really activating. Like, Oh my God, why are you screaming at me? Yes. So being able to differentiate and like detangle my feelings from their feelings and the whole situation a little bit. I feel like that was a huge, like up level for me in terms of, ah, yeah, it felt like a big, deep exhale. Yeah. Yeah. In in, in my parenting and in my private life too. I get so much less triggered by other people. Like yeah. when other people react in a way that I perceive as crazy, I'm not, why are you reacting on me like that? But I'm like yeah. looking at them, I'm like, oh, interesting what you cho- are choosing to do. Yes. Yeah. And look, it's so cliche even now as we become more aware as a society mm-hmm. that people project their own, whatever you want to call it, you know, traumas, upbringing, emotions, whatever you want to call it onto us that people will say things even as a joke in memes online, like, you know, that's a you problem. You know, that's not a me problem, that's a you problem. But it's one thing to know that and joke about it. It's another completely different thing to put it into practice 
and be able to separate yourself and say, okay, this is why they are reacting this way. It has nothing to do with me, my personality, my integrity. Nothing about me is being questioned right now. I will let them deal with, you know, things their way and I will deal with things my way and maintain that integrity. It really sounds like that is also the key to creating a really powerful content online. Because then yeah. you're not always getting in your feelings, being like, oh, this post only got 17 likes and this person will really exactly. trigger by it. Or what if they do? And yeah. is that something that you work typically with your one-on-one clients on? Or Yeah, so a lot of the time the initial fear is what is stopping them from creating powerful content and then post, you know, overcoming that fear and posting the content there can be some, you know, backlash from if they've, you know, put a controversial opinion out there and there's some sort of, you know, backlash or trigger that's happened or someone DMs them or their reel goes viral and they start getting comments from people who are trolling them. There can be that that will put another block until the next time, you know, they post. And so it's working through that initial fear of, you became a coach for a specific purpose. Remember that purpose, figure out what makes you different and combine your why with your secret source in every single post. And that's why tips and tricks and searchable, Googleable information is great for if you want likes and saves, but likes and saves don't pay the bills. If you want people to work with you, you need to establish your point of difference and be able to create your content with purpose. This is why I started my business. This is why I am a coach. I am here to help people do this and they need to see that I can help them do this in a different way to the next coach who has the same why. Because everyone's got a different story. We might have the same why. Everyone's got a different story. And so it's infusing that story and that secret source that makes them different, that helps their content stand out, but it's remembering their why that helps them overcome the fear and just put it out there. Yeah. So when it comes to content creation and whales in general, mm-hmm. What would you say is like the first step to creating content or to someone who wants to start moving outside and start becoming just more recognizable, building a stronger and stronger brand? What do you think is the first step? Should they focus on that inner work first or like should they just be very aware as they try to create content? What if someone feels really blocked? How would you deal with that? I would write your story out. That's the first exercise I get anyone who comes into my world to do. Write your story out from the beginning as it impacts your business. So not, you know, I was born on this date, (laughs) you know, start to backtrack, but really think about what has impacted your business and when, you know, the personalities and, and sorry, the personality and the values and everything that makes up your brand all of those experiences from that point, write out your story all the way till now. And you will find a million different pieces of content in there. 
And then I would work on just putting it out there, feeling the fear and doing it anyway, you know, like screw it. I'm just going to post whatever happens, happens. I can delete it in 48 hours if I'm really regretful of it. But what if it changes everything? What if there's a post or a few posts that someone lands on your profile and sees and thinks, oh my goodness, this is the person that I need to work with? I'm really curious. You've got almost 34, 35,000 followers, something around that. 32, right? maybe. 32. I don't know. I haven't checked in. Well, a couple multiple of days. five figures in followers. <laughs> like, how did that happen for you? Is it? Like, do you post every day? Do you like, is there one post that added like a massive amount of followers? Like what, like, how did that grow? Like, what does someone have to expect when, when they see a profile like yours? What, what went into it? We have talked a lot about like the emotional components to creating content and great content. What were like some of the more practical things that you've done in order to get there? So it was at the beginning, it was consistency in good content. So when I say consistency, it's not about posting, you know, five times a week for seven weeks. Yes, sure. That's part of it, but the content needs to be consistently good. So good quality content consistently over a long period of time, even when it felt like no one was listening or engaging or (laughs) responding or anything. And so it was like, talking to a brick wall for a while. And there were a couple of reels where I really got, and this is the exercise or the the practice that I help my clients do, is you get into your IC, your ideal client's minds. Their unspoken thoughts. What are they thinking that they haven't said out aloud yet? And you create relatable content based on that. And so that is what I did in alternate, you know, I would alternate relatable content, which would reach more people, nurture content that will, you know, help people know, like trust and then convert content, which is like problem where content. And so I I started to create more of the relatable content, but I really got into their deepest, you know, fears that they could joke about their thoughts that no one knew about. And I created content around that, reels, actually, relatable reels around that. A couple of them went viral, over 1 million views, and I got an influx of followers from there. But I always say, do you know how many clients I gained from those viral reels? Zero. Yeah. And it's not you'll relate the, the content that will bring in the influx of followers. It's a great ego boost. It's fun. It's fun to see your follower, you know, growth go sky high, but it doesn't translate into business growth. What translates into business growth is having good offers, knowing how to market them well, and then knowing how to sell. That is what helps you make money at the end of the day. And so it's good to reach more followers, but if they're not the right people and if it's too general, if you make your relatable content too general, it will go viral and then you have no other content to show for those people. Whereas if people come from your viral reel and then you create amazing nurture content, amazing nurture convert content, 
they go to your stories and you're selling really well and you're making your offer relevant to them, that's when they buy. And so it's fine. You can create content with the intention of reaching more people. There's nothing wrong with that. But if it stops there, then you don't have a business, you have a hobby. <laughs> oh my goodness. You, yes, I can. It's so funny because like, I think I've used all of these words in, okay. in like, <laughs> in like content in, We're in, so nice. in yes, <laughs> we like shared a, a wave, not, not even the same wavelength. It's just the yeah. wave. <laughs> yeah, it definitely but, sounds like it. It's really funny because I always, I actually am one of those people who always had the opposite problem. Like, it's not that I don't know how to go viral and, or mm. it's not that I don't know how to make a really good guess for something that could perform really well and reach a lot of people. I had the opposite kind of block. I'm really good at making sales and I find it so fun to get payment notifications. And yes. I'm so driven by the impact that I make with clients that I never ever make space for content that reaches a large audience. So even yep. my nurture content, like I've got as of right now, like 6,500 followers, something yes. like that. Yeah. Like even some of my nurture content will reach like four or 5,000 people. Yeah. Like my yeah. carousels and they will bring in sales, but I've never yes. had a single reel or post or anything that's reached more than 5,000 people. Never. Yep. Yeah, in my whole and life, ever. It is two things. It is way more fun to get payment notifications than follower notifications. I will tell you that I've experienced both, and I can confirm <laughs> the payment notifications are way more fun. And the second thing is, I would much rather a piece of nurture content reach more people. Hundred percent. It, it's going <laughs> to get them fifty steps further, closer. Sorry to the sale than a viral reel that they relate to and share with their friends. So what? I mean, it's great. It's great to get shares. It's great to get your name out there. It's great to build your brand. It's great to have your face seen over and over again by different people. But I would rather a piece of nurture content where I'm telling someone, hey, I get you and I've got what you need. I would much rather that reach the multitudes. Yeah, I I can understand that. At the same time, for like, I'm at a place in my business right now where I'm really shooting more for like the audience growth and the reach and so on, and like okay, getting my yep. message more out there. So it's just really cool and fun to see the other side of the coin. From like, I, currently, I have a hard time imagining reaching a million people. Yeah, because even if I tr I tried, I, I find like I'm usually so like so focus like so specific and good at creating that type of content that really like yeah sells, <laughs> that it's like it, just a different layer of creating content that I get to embrace and it was actually yes. I don't know if you know this but I had a different Instagram account before oh no I had this one yeah and I always struggle with audience growth at that with that old account I obviously had like that account is like I want to say a year and a half old now, my okay. account now, or a year and like three, four months. And yep. even before that, I was, I started the other account as I was pregnant with my second child. And then when she was born, my, I had like this bro marketer coach with like cold DMs oh. and sales calls and all of the things. No. 
<laughs> and I was like, well, I don't really need that, but I do need more people to come to my audience. Even like, I just, I have a traffic problem. I don't have a conversion problem. I have a yes. traffic problem. And his advice was like, well, you just pay this agency for them to like drive to people to you. And my account like grew super fast, but it was like all random people. Like they would message people being like, you should go follow Virginia. And then I had all these like, I don't know, oh, like my goodness. Beard of Men 1749. <laughs> People listening to the podcast can't see me right now, but I am just shaking my head in utter disbelief and my hands are over my face. <laughs> I have cried bathtubs full of tears. Like oh, when I was goodness. like, I trusted this coach. So I was like, oh, okay. Well, he was like, yeah, yeah. it worked really well for me. And like, yeah, okay. Oh, dear, dear. <laughs> That is not really, good advice. No one ever do that. <laughs> broke my account. And but you obviously did the right thing starting a new one. I did, but holy heck, it, uh, it would have been very hard. Massive yep. emotional intelligence to start yep. over. And yep. I mean, it just showed how little my old account was like still resonating with me because I brought a total of, I think, like 95 followers <laughs> with me to the new account. All uh, right. And yep. so I started. I started completely from scratch with like 95 yeah. followers on a new account. I emailed my list and I got another 30 people to follow me on the new account. Oh so I had like goodness. 150 followers in total. Yeah. And that was quite a journey. There were so many days. I love that you said that earlier. Even when it feels like you're talking to a brick wall, you need these emotional regulation skills yeah. to simply withstand the the stories and the meanings that you're attaching when you feel unheard and unseen. I think for a lot yeah. of us, this brings up childhood memories or triggers or trauma where we just felt like we didn't matter or our needs weren't important or we didn't feel hear, heard or seen. And yeah. that's a basic Or, or days in, you know, corporate, you know, when you when you feel like you don't necessarily have a place at a particular table or, you know, it could be one incident that has triggered yeah. this idea of maybe what I say isn't as important as I think it is. And you start to question your whole identity and why did I start this business? No one's liking my posts and people are watching. I can tell you now, most of the people who join my offers do not engage with my posts. Yeah. They're watching and The waiting. people that are hiring me one-on-one out of the blue, like never seen before. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the times. And they're like, I'm here, I'm ready. Let's do it. Five months, painful. Like I'm I'm just here. Take like take so it. Good. They're like, where did you what? come from? <laughs> but you know, I think um, one of the big realizations that I had for the last couple of years, it's not the people who will tell you one day I will, because they're yes. the talkers. There yep. are the people who talk and who make plans, but don't necessarily follow through. The people yep. who are doers yep. are the ones who maybe make a mental note, like hire, hire you one day, but yep. you know, like they will move heaven and earth and they will just show up one day and be like, I'm ready to go. Like, yep. send me yep. the link. And they yep. don't have questions. They just, they've already made that decision inside of them. And they trust yeah. their decision and they're just like ready to roll. Yeah, exactly. They, they're buying based on emotion because you've moved them in the right way and they are so aligned. 
that they're like, I don't care what it takes. I need this person. Yeah. And there is no questions left. Like they just, they know you are their person and they're ready to go. Yeah. And a lot has to do with it. I must say, Virginia, the way you present yourself online in the most humble way, but also I can tell from looking at your content and the words you use and the things you say, not because of my, you know, anything research or anything like that, just as a layman consuming your content, that you are emotionally intelligent and you are filled with integrity. If you say you're going to do something, you're going to do it. If you say you do something behind the scenes, you are doing it behind the scenes. You've got this presence about you that it, that has this duality of complete humility, but also this, this is how it is. And this is, I'm bringing my whole self into this coaching and I am showing you everything. I'm not you know, holding back and what I say, I, you know, who I say I am and what I say I do, you can trust 100%. This is it. And I think that's what draws people to you. And that's hard to find these days. And so when people find it and they're so sure of it through your content, they're like, this is it. This is the real deal. I need, I need her. Oh my God. Thank you so much for reflecting that back oh, to me and like so making welcome. me feel so seen. And like, I mean, every word, honestly. Oh, thank you. Well, that's so, so welcome. <laughs> Gotta make sure I don't cry on the pocket. <laughs> no, don't cry. <laughs> or maybe I should, but <laughs> it's the beginning of the day for you. You don't want to ruin your mascara. <laughs> well, that's a good thing. <laughs> you don't, you don't wear makeup, which is actually oh, one of go. the things like, I need my content to be like so doable, like the least amount of effort and resistance. And I still hold resistance with like showing up without makeup or Mm -hmm. like, I mean, yes, I can use filters and I usually do like that helps me feel just safer, I I guess. Yeah. Like maybe that's the last little bits of insecurity that I have. I have zero doubts about my intentions when I create content. Like I want to lift the whole world higher, every single one of the people who are in my audience, whether they pay me or not. Yeah. But I think this is like maybe the last little bit of friction that I feel from like years or decades of disordered eating and like just Mm. having all these like body image issue, like topics where I've made a lot of peace with myself. Yes. But holy shit, this comes out on camera. (laughs) Exactly. And it's online for the world. Yeah. Yeah. And this is a podcast, not a YouTube channel. (laughs) Oh no. Start the YouTube channel. We want to see you, but not, don't put this on it because I'm not wearing any makeup. So that's one of the things I work through and talk about in Real Camera Confidence. It's because part of it is a masterclass and then there's a filming school and editing school. And then one of the bonuses is actually my top Instagram filters that I absolutely love because I get that feeling of I want to show up as my whole self, but I also want to feel my best when I am, you know, whatever it is, teaching, nurturing, whatever kind of content it is that you are doing in your talking reels. And there's nothing inherently wrong with feeling that way. If there are feelings of insecurity attached to that, that's a separate issue. But for me, for example, I prefer that the videos that I put on my Instagram account 
My hair is done the same way. It's out. It's that curly style. It's not like what it is now. It's, you know, straight right now, natural. My makeup is done because that's how I choose to show up. I use the same filter on every single reel. And that's a matter of choice. Do I have insecurities about my appearance when I'm not wearing makeup? Maybe. That might be for another podcast episode. (laughs) But there is nothing inherently wrong with wanting to look good and feel good on camera when you are filming content. The time when it becomes a problem is when it is stopping you when you aren't completely dolled up to create good content. So sometimes I won't have a full face on, but I will just feel that something needs to be said and I need to put out this content today. And so I'll film it. The filter will be on. It's fine. And I actually forced myself at one point to do the transition reels to go from no makeup to a full face of makeup because I just wanted to know that I had it out there that my face without makeup with a filter was on the internet and it's okay. Nothing happened. The world didn't end. No one <laughs> criticized anything that I was self-conscious about. And so I'm, I think it's fine that people, you know, want to put a filter on or want to have a full face of makeup on when it stops you from creating good content. When you don't have all those things, that's when it kind of gets in the way because that's when content creation becomes burdensome and you're like, well, I can't create content today, even though I'm filled with energy and it's, you know, the time to create content and I've scheduled it in, I can't because my face isn't done and I have to pick up the kids in an hour. So it's too bad. <laughs> it's like, well, no, you should actually put the content out there. Someone needs to hear it. I think there's a there is a small like disconnect for me in terms of like motivation because I know my carousels yep. will do amazing. So <laughs> yeah. Yes. I just I choose yes. the path of least resistance, which I think is yes. part of my whole vibe as well. Like yes. life is hard enough. We don't need to make it harder than it necessarily has to be. But it is just a side that I am looking to embrace long term because like, will my carousels do the job for large scale audience growth and that and and reach? And yes. that is something that I am not so sure about. So yeah, it's like Honestly, you're a hundred percent sure. Yeah. You're a hundred percent right with like it can't stand in the way. I know I'm just still so comfortable where I am. Yes. And honestly, <laughs> these days I am really loving carousel posts. And not only carousel mm-hmm. posts, but those reels that don't require any talking or any trends. You know, the B-roll reels where you have mm-hmm. a really powerful message on screen and it's the simplest reel to make because it's literally just b-roll of you doing whatever it is that you do so honestly there is so much power in every type of content if you use it really well and correctly yeah i did actually record some b-rolls the other day so there you go easy peasy and now you can yeah exactly (laughs) and now you can just put it on so i'm actually adding a bonus to real camera confidence soon which will be all about B-roll and how to get the right type of B-roll and how to use B-roll effectively and make it part of your day. And it all comes down to the messaging. If your copy and your messaging on that B-roll doesn't hit home for the people watching, then it's just another video on the internet. (laughs) We don't want that. (laughs) No. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, 
Real Camera Confidence sounds like an amazing program to be in in general. It is something that I will definitely look at. We're going to pop it in the show notes as well. Just what's the price point on that? So, that so it's people $37. Know. Yeah. I mean, that's a no brainer, right? <laughs> it, honestly, there is, I can't even tell you what's in it because we'll be here all night. There is so much value in that, you know, program. You, yeah, you will walk away confidently creating walking head reels and now B-roll reels that will attract the right people and actually get you the results of growing your business, not just extra likes and follows. Yeah. I mean, it's incredible. And I, I really hope that if you're listening to this episode, that you could take away from what Charlie and I were talking about. Content creation isn't just like, here's what to post, but it is emotional intelligence, confidence, self-awareness, emotional regulation skills. When you feel mm-hmm. like, when you feel like nothing, no, exactly. nothing is working, no one is listening, but those feelings aren't actually true. And then of course, the like, just the technicalities of like what kind of content you even want to create what is the intention and the goal of that content because conversion content or nurture or or sales content is different than content that just the goal is to get a big reach and a big influx of like a big amount of audience growth so exactly there are a million different things that go into content creation and I think that's why it's maybe even a little bit naive to think it's something that you could just do because you use Instagram. Like it is yeah. not self-explanatory yeah. and it is a skill that you need to hone in. And well, if you want to hone in on reels, you can go to Shirley's program. <laughs> I will Thank, you. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> well, I feel like we've touched on so many different topics and expertises. Is there one last thing that you would love to share with with the people who are listening with is there anything that is still on your heart really my whole theme for this past 6 to 12 months of business has been build your business but don't forget to enjoy it while you're building it don't forget about your life outside of business and why you are building the business in the first place. Building a business and a life you love. That's part of the intro of this podcast. So it couldn't have been more spot on. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) Well, it's been such a pleasure having you on the show. I am so excited to keep seeing more of you and yeah, to watch you build your business and scale your business and see the lives that you're changing every single day with your content and with your work so thank you so much it's been an absolute pleasure virginia (laughs) thank you so much for being here oh one last question where Mm -hmm. on instagram can they find you (laughs) so my handle is at social.shirley okay sounds good we will link that in the show notes as well and thank you so much for being here thank you Content loungers, listen up. This is your chance to ditch the hustle and take a massive leap in your business and your income. This month, one of you guys is going to work with me one-on-one and together we will create a content strategy that turns you into a client and money magnet without working more. This is valued at over $2,000. 
And to get in on this, simply leave me a five-star review, take a screenshot, and DM it to me on Instagram. Wishing you all massive success in your business. See you next week. And until then, sit back, relax, and let your content do the work for you.